0: Welcome back to the Hot to Daily Pick Show for Saturday, November 20th. Got a pretty good card on Slave for today. Yesterday's picks, uh, we're actually recording this show pretty early, so only the Norfolk State game is over. Um, they cruised to a pretty easy victory, covering our 10-point spread, um, or rather getting the 10 points there pretty easily. Um, still have Southern, Georgia, UNLV on the card, so hopefully we end up going 4-0. Um, we'll see what happens, but definitely check Twitter. And I mean, you guys already know what happened to those games, so um, let's just jump right into Saturday's pick. Mr. Jackson Now, the first game we're taking a look at on Saturday, UCF taking on Evansville. UCF comes into this one 3-0 on the year, Evansville 2-2. and And, you know, this UCF team has been pretty surprising. They're 61st in Kimpom, 97th in the hot Tibet rankings. And they got wins over Robert Morris, Miami, and Jacksonville. And that Miami win on the road especially was a very, very good win for this team. Not that Miami's you know, a super great team at the moment by any means. But UCF has played some very good basketball. Darren Green Jr. Um, especially leads this Uh, UCF team in scoring with 16 points per game and you know overall UCF has shot the ball pretty well this season 52.2 effective field goal percentage Uh, and and what's really surprising me not surprising but I really like to see um, is the free throw 82% from the free throw line Um, if you watched last year you know I love teams that can shoot over 80% um, from the free throw line granted we're only three games into the season but if UCF keeps this up it's definitely going to be a team I'm going to look at um, all season and offensively they've played pretty good basketball 60th adjusted offensive efficiency 68th and adjusted defensive efficiency according to Ken Palm um, you know CJ Walker has done a really good job rebounding the ball for this team pulling down 6.7 rebounds per game and this team as a whole is rebounding the ball very very well 33.7% off the offensive glass and I think a large part of why this team has found success through the first few games here is the fact that they return pretty much everyone from last year's roster you know every player who started a game last season is back with this UCF team again this season they were turned 96.9 percent of their minutes from last season according to Bartorovic so you know a, a very experienced team a very talented team um, and really a team that I love watching right now as far as Evansville goes you know nine 193 in Kim Palm 212 in the hot to rankings um, with losses to Cincinnati and Belmont the only one they got their only d1 win they have um, is over IUPUI and they had moments in in the Cincinnati and Belmont games, but in total, they didn't look great. You um, know, Schumer Grievance leads this team in scoring with only 12.8 points per game. And, you know, when that's your leading scorer, um, it's definitely not great. You know, it can be doable but it hasn't been for them you know they just have not shot the ball great 39.9 percent effective field goal percentage only 28.6 percent from beyond the arc and again you can't you know put a whole lot of weight into that considering the fact that they've played two you know better teams um but Evansville is a team that just has to play better basketball you know Juwan Newton, um leading the team with 5.5 rebounds per game isn't good and, and in fact offensive rebounding they're near the bottom they're you know they're top bottom two percent of the country they're three 53 in offensive rebounding percentage only pulling down 15.2 percent off the offensive glass and um, there is a team that, that does not play very fast at all their tempo is 355th in adjusted offensive or in adjusted tempo um, according to Ken Palm so It's a team that's going to play slow and against this UCF team. I don't know that that's necessarily the best strategy. Um, you know, this, well, this team has some experience. They have, you know, a a lot of seniors. I think their top or their starting five is all seniors. Um, they've struggled against better opponents and I really think they're going to struggle to keep it close even at home in this game. You know, Johnny Dawkins for UCF has put together a very good roster once again for this team and a roster that's going to be very competitive and they're playing very competitive basketball. I think UCF blows him out of the door, even at home for Vinceville. Um, give me UCF minus seven in this game the next game on the card montana state taking on new mexico montana state one and two on the season new mexico two and one um and this montana state team isn't horrible you know they come into this game 171 in kim pom 194 in the hot to bet rankings and not that it, it matters for this game but this montana state logo <laughs> is one of my favorite in all of college basketball so um definitely gives some points for them there unfortunately i'm still betting against them you know they don't have a d1 win um at all coming into this game you know they played colorado close end up forcing overtime in that game Ultimately lose the game um they also lose the San uh south dakota state um but you know jabril Bello um leads this team in scoring putting down 16.7 points per game and they've shot the ball decently well 55.3 effective field goal percentage on the year is very very good a 41.7 percent from beyond the arc um is also impressive but my real question isn't the offense you know they're 133rd in offensive efficiency according to ken palm The, the real concern for this team is that defense coming in 242 and adjusted defensive efficiency they've just really really struggled especially when it comes to the perimeter you know preventing their opponents from hitting that three ball you know they're 351st in the country um in that category and you know it doesn't get much better for the rest of the defense um adul muhammad only pulling down 8.3 rebounds per game leading this team which isn't horrible but is all in all defensively they're not the greatest team in the world looking over at new mexico state you know they actually come in as the much lower ranked team in this game 258 in kim 266 in the hot to rankings But if you're asking me, what they've done so far this season has been much more impressive than what I've seen from Montana State. Wins over FAU, wins over Grambling State, not the greatest wins in the world. Um, And they also have a loss to Colorado. So, you know, both those teams with with that similar loss um, and they both, you know, lost, not in similar fashions, but it was was a similar margin of victory um, in both of those games. And, you know, this was a New Mexico team that really, really struggled to win games last season. A lot of it was because of injuries, but I would say majority of it was just because of COVID and then the insane travel schedule that this team had not being able to play in the state of New Mexico um, really just made it impossible for this team to get on the right track and, and you know, be very cohesive at all. But, you know, Richard Patino comes in um, as, as their new head coach and he's, you know, started off a pretty hot season, obviously bringing in Jalen House from Arizona State um, was a huge pickup in the transfer portal. Um, Jalen's already putting down 23.3 points per game not to mention they also bring in jamal mushburn uh, from minnesota putting down 17.3 points per game so shooting wise this team has been on fire. 54.1 effective field goal percentage, 37.8 from beyond the arc. Um, they're also hitting 79% from the free throw line. So you know they're going to be able to. If Montana State does shoot the ball well, they're going to be able to keep up. But I think it's going to be hard for Montana State's defense to keep up with this New Mexico team. Um, you know, Patino brings in a very, very deep roster, and honestly, it's just a team that's impressed me. It's an offense that I feel like is firing on all cylinders at the moment. And again, I just I keep harping on it, but that Montana State defense is not good. Um, I, I think it's going to be exposed against New Mexico here in this game. So love New Mexico at home minus the one in this one. Next up on the card, we head down to Daytona Beach. Boston College taking on Utah in the Sunshine Slam Tournament. Um, some of these names for these tournaments just make me laugh. But, you know, Boston College comes into this game 3-1 on the season, Utah 3-0. And they're, you know, similar ranked teams. Boston College coming in 192 in Ken Palm, 174 in the Hot Tibet rankings. Utah 79 in Ken Palm, 81 in the Hot Tibet rankings. And, you know, uh, we bet against Utah on opening night uh, against Abilene Christian and it, it was all Utah in that game. So, you know, it, credit to Utah for, for what they did there. They also beat Sacramento State and um, Bethune-Cookman. But, you know, they don't really have a marquee win. Boston College is probably going to be their toughest opponent to, well, it's definitely going to be their toughest opponent to date here. Um, but, you know, the addition of Craig Smith for this Utah team, was huge at head coach you know the former coach of utah state where you know he built up a, a pretty good resume in the last few years he brings over raleigh Worcester, marco anthony both of them follow him from utah state so he has some some familiar talent um, on this team and he has a decent roster together, you know, Anthony actually leads this team in rebounds with 10 rebounds per game and as a team they're rebounding the ball about as well as you can 47.7% off the offensive glass. Um, I believe that's like top five in the country um, as far as offensive rebounding goes. So they're doing a very, very good job in that card. Um, Brandon Carlson also doing a really good job scoring for this team 16.3 points per game for him. And honestly, this team has played well. But I really think it's a step up in competition. Granted, we'll get into Boston College in a second. But you can't argue that they're not a step up in competition, at least a little bit. Um, I think Duke Talk could struggle a little bit. And, you know, just getting into Boston College, um, they got wins over Dartmouth, Holy Cross, Fairfield. Again, not great wins. Honestly, neither of these teams has a win that is really impressive at all. Uh, Boston College does have the loss to Rhode Island, though, so um, maybe you can look at that a little bit. TJ Bitterstaff um, has scored 14.2 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game for him as well. Um, DeMar Langford Jr. also putting up 13.5 points per game, so they got a p- couple of pretty good scores on this Boston College team, and they've shot the ball decently well, 52 point, or 50.2 effective field goal percentage, a 35.8 um, three-point percentage, so shooting the ball well offensively, they're okay. 143rd adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Kim Palm. Um, but defense, they're actually a little bit better. 127th in adjusted defensive efficiency for this team in Kim Palm. Um, and one thing that I think Boston College really needs to do in order to control this game, in order to win this game, is to the control of that tempo. You know, it's a team that plays a little bit of slower style of basketball. So you know, if they can slow the game down um, from what Utah is used to playing, they can they can kind of take control and and make it you know their game. And Earl Grant comes into this Boston College team hoping to to make them relevant again. Because let's be honest. They're near, if not the bottom, of the ACC um, at the moment. And, you know, they're looking for a huge bounce back win after that Rhode Island loss. Um, And I don't know if they'll win this game, but I think they'll keep it competitive against Utah. You know, well, Utah has a decent roster and they added a lot of talent in that transfer portal. The lack of experience here, you know, a first year head coach, um, granted, both these teams have that, but um, the really Utah State's lack of experience, you know, the, the neutral site traveling all the way across the country, you know, I mean, it's not a short trip for Boston College either, um, but I just think that this spread is too big for Utah in this game. I don't know that they should be six point favorites here. So give me Boston College plus six against Utah. Now, moving right down the card, the next game we got Western Illinois taking on DePaul. Western Illinois comes into this one 3 0 on the season. DePaul also 3 0. And, you know, this Western Illinois team. Hasn't had the greatest start to the season Well, you know, it's hard to say undefeated and have the greatest start to the season Because they probably couldn't have hoped for really thing any better But they do come in 224 in Kimpom 286 in the hot Tibet rankings And they start the season off with a huge win over Nebraska You know, anytime you can go beat a, a Big Ten opponent it, It's going to be a big win um, But Nebraska hasn't necessarily looked like a great team And that is their only D1 win The other two wins coming against No-name schools, Um, and let's be honest, this team has not shot the bell the greatest. Um, Will Kyrus leads this team when scoring with fifteen point three points per game, but you know they only have a forty-four point eight effective field goal percentage, coming in two hundred and fiftieth in the country in that category really struggled from beyond the arc, 27.3%, 278th in the country there. And um, they have struggled to hold on to the basketball. Turnovers were a problem, especially against Nebraska, 22.9 turnover percentage. And, you know, it it ended up leading to a close game against Nebraska, you know, ended up winning that game by one. Um, But one area that I, you know, this Western Illinois team scares me, though, is just on defense. Um, They haven't been great. You know, Karen Burrell has pulled down 8.3 rebounds per game, but they come into this one 255th. And adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Um, they are 199th in adjusted offensive efficiency. And and really, DePaul, when it comes right down to it, just really surprised me against Rutgers. You know, this DePaul team, 119 in Ken Palm, 146 in the hot tip at rankings. And they now have wins over Coppin State, Central Michigan, and Rutgers. And, you know, Javen Freeman-Liberty, Leads the team in scoring, um, and he put up a pretty good performance against Rutgers. And as a team, this team's shooting the ball very, very well. 55.2 effective field goal percentage on the season for them, um, also with a 35.2 percentage three point percentage so they're shooting the ball well david jones has also dropped 20.3 points per game and um, david jones is also averaging a double double at the moment you know pulling down 10.3 rebounds per game and that's one area that has really been key for this de paul team um is that rebounding you know 12th in the country in offensive rebounding pulling down 43.4 percent off the offensive glass so you know if they keep this up they're gonna they're gonna play very good basketball um but they're not even you know as far as ranking goes defense is actually you know they're strong 131st in offensive efficiency, 116th in defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. And, um, you know, it really comes back to that one thing. They impressed the heck out of me in Rutgers. And, and maybe I'm just trying to chase the bet that I lost um, in that Rutgers game. But Tony Sheffield um, has kind of proven to me at this point um, that he is a better coach than, than maybe I gave him credit for before this one. And honestly, DePaul being at home here, um, I think they're in, you know, pretty good shape for a, a decent home game. And, you know, Western Illinois, you know, sure, they got the win over Nebraska and they looked good and ish in that game. But it's their only D1 win of the season. Um, and it was a very close game. Um, they haven't really proven anything to me here. And, and really, I think DePaul, and I don't know that I want to say this too loud, but I think DePaul could actually surprise some people and, and make a little bit of noise in the Big East. I don't think they're going to you know make the tournament or anything crazy like that, but they could definitely be an upset wrecker uh, for a lot of teams in the Big East. So give me DePaul. DePaul. Minus 10 here against Western Illinois. The last game on the card, we head out west. UC San Diego taking on Cal State Sacramento. UC San Diego comes into this game 3-0 and on the season. Sacramento State um, 2-1 on the season. And, you know, for the Sac State team, 312 in Kim 285 in the Hot Tibet rankings. And you know, their only D1 win of the season so far coming against Cal Poly, who, let's be honest, is not a great team. They also lose um, to Utah. Um, and when your leading scorer is putting up 14.3 points per game, you know, it's not horrible um, from Bryce Fowler there. Um, but they could improve the shooting a little bit. You know, as a team, they have not shot the ball great this season at all. 38.7 percent effective field goal percentage, a 25.6 three point percentage, and again, all these numbers you got to take with a grain of salt because we haven't really seen a whole lot of action. Um, but Sac State just. Hasn't done anything as far as shooting goes. You know, um, really haven't looked good at all. Jonathan Coggan um, leads this team in rebounding with five rebounds per game, and they are pulling down seventeen point five percent off the offensive glass. But let's just be honest: offensively, they're not great two ninety two and adjusted offensive efficiency according to Ken Palm. Defense, they're not much better three nineteen and adjusted defensive efficiency according to Ken Palm. And really, this team, while they're two and one on the season, has been a little bit of a disappointment in my eyes. And I can't say the same thing about UC San Diego. They have really Really shocked me coming into this year. You know, I didn't know exactly what to expect. Obviously, last year being their first year in D1, but they've surprised me in, in a very good way. You know, 243 in Ken Palm, still a little bit lower in the Hot Tub Rankings at 305. Um, still probably a little bit of that you know new team bias um, towards that ranking, but you know they've got wins over Cal, wins over George Washington, two impressive wins there, especially that Cal win to start the season um, surprised a lot of people. Um, Tony Roach leads this team in scoring 16.3 points per game for him, and he's also, you know, um, and as a team, I mean, they've shot the ball very, very well this season, 59.9% effective field goal percentage, absolutely insane there, a forty four point seven three point percentage, and, you know, while it's only 30 games you can only put so much weight into it, this team has had to play better opponents in, in all of their games so far, Um Or at least the Cal and George Washington game. So you know it's hard to it's hard to discount that two match. Um, Rooker also leads the team in rebounding with seven point three rebounds per game, and offensively they've been very very good. 195th in adjusted offensive efficiency, defense a little little worse, Um, 278 in adjusted defensive efficiency. But, you know, they bring in a couple of transfers in Volkan and Brooks to to really help boost this roster um, and, you know, make it just all that better. And, you know, let's be honest, this team had a rough start (laughs) to their D1 experience, not necessarily how they played, just the luck they had. They didn't start their season until, I think, December 20 something you know it was late december um they only played like one non-conference game i believe um so they didn't really have a non-conference schedule and you know so this is this is really their their first look um in you know teams that that aren't in their conference a real non-conference schedule in d1 and you know eric olin has done a really good job um with the team he has and he's assembled a great team here for uc san diego and um i think they're just a much better basketball team in this game even on the road against Sac state so give me uc san diego Minus two and a half in this one. And that wraps it up for Saturday's college basketball card. Not a huge card today. Don't have a ton of games on slate, but, um, as I'm recording this a little bit early here on Friday night if there is any games on Saturday that I like I'll definitely you know drop them down below in Twitter um, all of that stuff on the best Damp app if you want to see more college basketball action for Saturday head over to hot and check out the computer model picks up there as well as obviously college football got NFL this weekend um, NBA NHL UFC all of that going on so lots of stuff to check out over there um, make sure you follow me at hot Chris on Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss out on any of that future content and any potential added picks as well as on the best Stamp app where you can get early access to all of the picks up there also follow the hot tip it's main account on twitter instagram facebook tiktok to stay up to date with all the computer model stuff there and last but not least if you're watching here on youtube hit the like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for saturday's college basketball card and thanks for watching today's show i will see you guys tomorrow